genre. What up, nerds, and welcome to Tales from the Short Box, the once-weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about last week's comics. My name's Adam Sheehan, and I'm here, as I always am, with Sean Batiste. What up? Casey Crawford. Hello. And RJ Vite. Heyo. As a courtesy, I want to remind everybody that uh, we spoil comics on this show, so if you haven't read last week's books yet, we're going to spoil those for you. So I'm going to go ahead and give you guys some timestamps in the episode description so that you can skip anything that you might need to skip. The top story this week is Man Bat, number one, by Dave Wheelgaz, Sumit Kumar, and Romulo Fajardo Jr. Sorry, Adam. Sorry we picked that as a top story because you had to read all those names. <laughs> that is... I really should start like reading these before I'm just cold reading them out loud. Like, just trying to say them phonetically every time. Just- Jumping out of a plane with no uh, <laughs> no parachute. Yeah. Hey, you man, know, fuck it. But, do it live. But much like last week when Steve Pugh was like, it's Pugh, like Pepe Le Pew, the sexual assault <laughs> uh, skunk. And I'm like, yep, that's perfect. <laughs> the if every, sexual assault skunk. If every creator could just do that at us from now on. That make would a, be. Make a clever yeah. pun about how to pronounce their name. Yeah, thank you for listening, and also you'll help us say your name right. So it's a win-win for all of us. And, you know, if we get it wrong, add us. Uh, we'll do um, like a, a monthly corrections column. Monthly <laughs> corrections that we were wrong column. About we also, just yeah. I think it's weekly. I don't think it's you know we make way more mistakes than than not <laughs> than that. We have am I giving our, am I giving us too much credit? Yeah, maybe. Way too much yeah. Credit. Uh, so how are y'all this week? Ooh, uh, it's been a week, man. Um, I thought I Same had COVID. Oh, right. Casey had a hell of a week. I thought yeah. I had COVID and then I didn't. It was just a stomach flu, which is horseshit. Like, they didn't just cancel all the other diseases in the middle of a <laughs> pandemic. Yeah, I, I, I thought for sure we would we would have cured the common cold by now with with all of this social distancing. Yeah. But some of y'all are bad at this. So I, I mean, not are. me. I'm doing a great job because I haven't gotten COVID a second time. But hey. Uh, I guess some molecules are smaller than other molecules. Got through yeah. my masked bits, and then uh, I ha- <laughs> fucked your stomach all up. Well, at oh, least you don't have man. COVID again, so that's good. Yeah, I would have been real mad to be the first person to get the anniversary of COVID because I literally had COVID exactly this week last year. <laughs> COVID. That's two. I, I know people who have gotten it twice already. Fuck that. Fuck yeah. that. But getting it exactly a year apart would have to be the first person to do that because <laughs> the worst no one anniversary knew it was in America the first time that I had it. So. <laughs> That'd be impressive. <laughs> but no, I just had a flu and uh, I, it was like the worst stomach cramps I've ever had. So I kind of thought I also had appendicitis at one point. Jeez. Yeah. That's a rough, and that's a rough and now I've just been tired for like four days since. Like I, I, I'm not sick anymore. Quote you're, unquote. Just, you're in recovery. Uh, just, Your body's just trying to like figure out how to exist exist again. I mean, that's like a pretty norm in general for me. <laughs> Usually, it's it's, still, you said again, it's still trying to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, right. it's, you know, I my body's always trying to figure out how to exist mentally. Now it's mm. trying to figure out how to exist physically. Also, I feel like one's easier than the other. I just don't know which one's which. Probably physically. <laughs> I feel Pro- like physically is normally much easier. That feels like e- that feels easier to me. <laughs> yeah, that's just that's just basically existing. I mean, yeah, I can do that. I can breathe. I've I been crushing just existing for like a year now. It's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I got 31 under my belt. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, so it good. snowed on us twice. Sure did. That too. That probably did not help the... Good uh, comic reading weather, though. It's just uh, yeah. when I realized I didn't have to go anywhere. Sorry, Casey. And then I could just <laughs> not shovel. It was kind of nice. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I got to go out and shovel when we're done here, so... It's good comic reading weather. It's not good comic selling weather. That's Definitely not. No, not a good. Not. Yeah, I missed For the sure. first snow day because that's when I thought I had the covids, and uh, I'm off work today, so it's you know. So you then. could just enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, not much, but quote unquote, in- <laughs> relatively enjoy. Theoretically, it. I could enjoy it if I wasn't just sleeping through it. Yeah, right. Well, that's <laughs> nice. But you know what the key to shoveling snow, especially snow like this where it's heavy and it's and this isn't, a lot of it. This isn't what you do with your back issues also, is it? <laughs> Just because it's cold sand doesn't mean that that's not where the snow goes. <laughs> cold no, no, no. <laughs> cold sand. Although, although there are plenty of back issues involved with shoveling this type of snow. Oh, <laughs> nice. But what I do is I keep a bottle of Fireball in one of the snow banks, just all the way in there. Oh, yeah. So then every once in a while... Um, you take a swig, you're not cold anymore, and you no longer have back pain. Yeah, perfect. Boom. You got to hide little you presents for yourself. You no longer yourself. know what you're doing. Yeah, <laughs> Where yeah, am after, I? After a while, you, I mean, like, your line starts to get a little uh, less straight. <laughs> yeah, it's the old trick. You put beer out in the night before, and you then as you're shoveling, you get treats. shoveling onto other neighbors' areas. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Also, I love the idea of, like, trick-or-treating with beers. <laughs> yeah, that's always been like, yeah, you shovel. It's like, oh, I found one. You could stop, take a break, chug a beer real quick, and then you can just continue on. I've been, I've been thinking of doing that for years, and I think I might actually do that this upcoming Halloween of having a cooler and being like, here's some candy for the kids, and does dad want a beer? Yeah, dude. The answer probably 99% of the time will be yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> oh, my Although God. Th- this year, there was, there was too many dads that I met trick-or-treating that were just dickheads mm. like i was like i don't even want to give your candy your kid any candy that like sucks. get the fuck off my property jesus and you definitely don't get a beer in that. yeah <laughs> how are they so bad uh, they're just i don't know it's it just you know how some sometimes you meet someone you're like that guy's a dickhead oh yeah mm. no I yeah know. <laughs> uh, casey works to, in retail so yeah you don't have to tell me i work it. in re- a very niche retail <laughs> with a lot of dickheads it turns out <laughs> all right well, we're here. We made it. <laughs> I am. That's debatable for me, but I. Casey's almost here. I'm She'll propped be, up in a chair. She might be here by the next episode, but we'll we'll power through it. <laughs> it's, the, it's the after image of Casey from last <laughs> from last episode. Yeah, this is actually just a very convincing cardboard cutout. <laughs> it's all been pre-recorded. This is just Zach's over here hitting play. Oh damn! Wow, you really uh, are. We that. Were that predictable? predictable <laughs> or are you that good? Uh, both, I think. Well, we we got to get your cardboard cut out of here on time so we can watch the big game, guys. You know, uh, we gotta make sure you we can, can watch that. the big game. Oh, I'm definitely gonna do it. I'm gonna eat so much food that's bad for me, and I am very excited about it. The big feet ball. Mm. The big feet ball game. The big feet ball game. I already right. had my extravagant meal today, and it was uh, cinnamon bun French toast. That sounds Ooh, that amazing. Sounds excellent. That's probably why I slept for like five more hours. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to watch the game. I do have a whole bunch of um, bobsledding saved up on my DVR, though. <laughs> All right. Well, gotta gotta replace the uh, the Super Bowl with the bootleg Olympics. Ah, uh, you said <laughs> it. I'm gonna have to bleep it out, Casey. Really? Are they gonna sue us? I don't know, but like everything I've seen on YouTube or whatever, like it, no one's saying the word. It's it is. Like, it's copyrighted, technically. I well, believe that's yeah, but why. like you can't even say it. Like, can't you even say it? 
I don't know. I don't know the rules. I don't think you could say it in like a commercial because you have to pay money to say it in your commercial. Can you say Superman got a bowl cut? <laughs> <laughs> you can. And yeah. Just, uh, just hide it in that. Uh, just Superman, Superman smoking cut. a bowl. Just uh, yeah. having himself mm. a Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, this is this is a Super Bowl that I have here. <laughs> <laughs> it holds my cereal so well. Just <laughs> Clark eating cereal. Uh, but you know and and if if it is illegal to say it uh and the the copyright police come after us then we'll start to be clickbait news so really super bowl super bowl super bowl come (laughs) at me nfl (laughs) love it wow (laughs) that line has been dropped those enemies have been made i mean i I had problems with the nfl before this so really come at me twice we drew the there, line there's, there's a lot of very it. complicated reasons i no longer watch football <laughs> um most of it's not complicated <laughs> yeah most of it is just you know not respecting black lives <laughs> and i don't know and, i'm not gonna get into it yeah uh, yeah that's a whole thing yeah could, let's not let's not to say about it so comics came out guys let's yeah let's get the fuck out of here <laughs> for once it wasn't me dug the, dug the hole <laughs> same same <laughs> All right, so I'll get us started. Um, we have Fear Case Number One by Matt Kent, Tyler Jenkins, and Hillary Jenkins. Uh, this was a weird one. <laughs> this is a fucked up book, man. This book yeah. is so good. So this, but there, is, there was a part of me that was like, man, I kind of want this thing. Oh, you want to you just to see what's you want to open the fear case? Is yeah. that just? Well, yeah. For, first of all, I want to fucking open it. I want to know what's inside. Uh, that's but just like, the call of the void for you. <laughs> just the thought of of giving it to the person I hate most, and then them having a huge problem on their hands. I would have nice. I would have to figure out who I hate the most. That's really the question. Yeah. No. That's <laughs> like someone asking you what your favorite movie is. <laughs> <What? laughs> There's like three people in particular. I gotta have like a little like. Like uh, who who not whose line is it anyway? Without um, newlywed game where I figure out which one <laughs> I hate the most. Which one you hate the most? And then I have to track them down because I don't know where the fuck they are in the world, which is a good thing. So um, <laughs> so you guys, so so everyone listening, so you know what Casey and Adam are talking about. This <laughs> <laughs> this book is about some Secret Service agents. Um, we kind of get this look in basically there's a new recruit but these two partners have been working on this case um and it's the case basically everyone gets um it's like a rite of passage to work the this actual case um you know to solve it and figure out what the fuck the fear case is i know i'm using the word case a lot but that's half the book (laughs) well it's it's a pun because it it is both it's a, a case and an and actual yeah. case. So it, is, yeah. it is a thing they are trying to investigate, and it is a physical case that contains something. It, it's like the Secret yeah. Service's longest running cold case, and yes. uh, each detective can't work on it for more than a year, otherwise they become utterly obsessed with it. Yeah, it, they've, they've, they make it very clear that anyone who's done it more than a year has just fucking gone insane. Yeah. Um, and then they sh- kind of explain that the case has like, been, it's like this black case that's, there's ancient drawings of it they don't know what it is but they know something's in it's got something in it they don't know much and it's been going back and forth from for like decades between like doomsday cults and like it shows up in historical events it was in (laughs) (laughs) 
What, well, yeah, what I like about it is yeah. it's just this like black pelican case. Like it's just a camera box that right. like there's ancient drawings of. Yeah, and it's shown up like in like uh Japan gave it to the Nazis. It showed up with some of the assassinations in the 60s. It showed up in drug lord like slaughters in the 80s. So it's there's these massive events um, of death, and this case seems to be there. I bet there's a pen in there. Um, yeah, <laughs> at it least. Seems, yeah, at minimum, at minimum, there's a pen in there. It's so, just the dancing frog from Looney Tunes. <laughs> like a really nice. Hello, my baby. Pen. Hello. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> that would make me want to kill people too. Um, so we kind of fast forward. These uh, two Secret Service guys show up at this house um, and they walk in and they, you know, they got a call. I don't know why the Secret Service would be going to this house. but Oh, I- they, they talk about that at the end where uh, the Secret Service wasn't originally like their their first job was not to protect the president it was like they were they were like the the, the before, before the fbi, the FBI yeah, yeah before the fbi before the cia they were just that guy so there must be this branch of that sec- of the secret service well no it's just their oldest cold case so they have changed jurisdiction since but it's still this thing is still under their jurisdiction it's something they still do because it. it's the oldest thing that they have thank you yeah so they just pop up on this house and they walk in and there's just kind of bloody footprints and handprints everywhere and then they see this little girl who's from like the waist down is just covered in blood um and then they find her mother out in the pool with just a i don't even know like a steak or like a some kind of glass shard or something yeah just and just covered in blood too and they're like um what the fuck happened here? They're like, we're going to need you to put that down. Yeah. And then once she does, she kind of like snaps out of some haze that she's in. And then we kind of get a recap. Like a couple days ago, uh, an ex of her showed up with the case and basically is like, here, uh, you deserve what's coming to you. Here's this fucking case. Uh, You have three days to give it to to the person that you hate the most, or it will go to the person that you love the most. And then just leaves. Um, and then she reaches into the case and has like this weird vision about the box talking. It's talking to her and telling her the same thing. Like you have three days to do this. So she just throws it in the closet. Doesn't think about it. But then is sitting there uh, realizing she hates her husband. And then is having these visions of like killing her killing her husband just in the bed that they're sleeping in she's like yeah and she said like up. not even like they, they don't feel like my thoughts yeah so this yeah. some this thing is affecting her a lot so eventually she gives the case to her her husband um because she's very sure that he's just been cheating on her um for a while and then all of a sudden you know he goes and opens up the case and she that's the last thing she remembers and that was three days ago oh yeah you forget where the, the ex-boyfriend said don't open it yeah they did say don't do. open it whatever yeah. you do don't open it so <laughs> i would have already opened it oh yeah no. yeah and then they figure <laughs> out and then they ask like where her husband is and he has been mutilated is the only word i can think of <laughs> he has- turns out that case is full of whoop ass <laughs> yeah. dude he got yeah, he, he has zero organs left yeah and then the case is also gone (laughs) yeah right and then there so the the secret service people kind of have a thought like oh he's dead so he can't give the case to the person he hates so it's gonna go to the person he loves and they have to figure and they have to figure out who it is and he's like i don't know who do you who did Alan love go call her fucking mistress yeah i was like (laughs) fuck dude um so that's a 
that's kind of where we leave off. Um, it's piqued my interest. The one thing I thought was interesting was like the little side story between the partners um, was a long conversation. They gave each other like anniversary gifts for being partners. And one was like mm-hmm. a sci-fi book talking about how this guy thought he can traverse multiple dimensions and exist in between them all. Also, did you recognize what that book is? It's, it's from, um, from Bang. Bang, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's from Bang. I'm so happy. Yeah, that's one of Matt Kent's other books, correct? Yes, and and basically that book is... uh, um, They're characters from the books. But also Philip K. K. Dick is the the writer of that book who also believed in like extraterrestrial... So I wonder if that has anything to do with it or it's just a cool little Easter egg for Matt Kent fans. I'm not sure, but like they spent a lot of time talking about that. I'm like, maybe it's it's extra dimensional. I feel like uh, it, they're tied in. I feel like it's the same universe. Yeah, yeah. that'd be really cool. So, there was an interview with Kent where he's talking about how this is his first uh, time doing like a full force horror book because he doesn't mm-hmm. really vibe with like supernatural stuff. So he's right. like horror can be psychological. So like this is like what he really wanted to do, and um, it's really really effective at it. I would agree. Yeah, it's, it's creepy mm-hmm. as shit. Yeah. And it's the same artist as King of Nowhere, so it's got that going for it too. Also, just yes. like that, yeah. he like found out that the Secret Service was the first like investigative force in America. So yeah. that's kind of what spurred him to do that, and that's really interesting. Yeah, just, totally. it's, a, it's a cool lens to have this investigation go through. Right. right? Yeah. 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 Because yeah, we, we've got I'm a million in. CIA and FBI and whatever yeah, else, yeah. but yeah. like. See dudes that don't thing. usually do that kind of thing. Like, yeah, and especially when they have every new recruit try to work on it too as like a rite of passage like because they want to get it solved. Like Again, that's not what they signed up for, but it's something that they get to do. And the, uh, the, the character development is good too. The two main characters, like the, yeah. the friendship is really... Yeah, I already love already. both of them. Yeah, great. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Totally. So yeah, he did a really... Yeah, this was a really great um, number one. I'm, I'm really looking forward to the rest of this. I really like uh, the... Uh, the like opening page where it's uh the title card of like fear case but it's like written on the house that they're going to yeah it's yeah like, the, yeah the charcoal art is really good yeah yeah, yeah uh, i th- feel like it's the same um artists who did uh like matt kent's grass kings which is really good and he, oh that too yeah he like mm-hmm. yeah they like, I feel like it up ramps the up the creep book too yeah, I feel like it ramps up the creepy factor in my oh, just like definitely. the like the dirty uh like the it just the coloring on it. It's just like yeah. It just makes my it makes me feel like something bad's about to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I really enjoyed this one. Is that, mm-hmm. is that me? Mhm. <laughs> Only if you want it. Okay. <laughs> I like how you say that like you you don't want to go. You're like I that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> right. I have uh, the dream- Dreaming Waking Hours number seven by G. Will Wilson and Javier Rodriguez. Uh, so the last issue, um, Heather was surrounded by demons and she needed help. So she summoned help, but it was just Matthew the Raven and Goldie the, the baby gargoyle. <laughs> um, and Matthew like shows up and he's like, Am I in a hospital? I hate hospitals. What's happening? And uh, <laughs> Heather, ex- you know, explains to him what what what's going on. And he's and she's like, I need your help. I need you to go to my house and get this like protection amulet I have. Um, 
and he's like, what's in it for me? It's like, it's a good deed for the day. He's like, I don't, I don't do deeds. I do favors. And he, like, <laughs> leaves. And there's this, like, really cool double-page uh, spread of, um, of Matthew, like, flying over, like, a purple uh, sunrise to go to her house. Meanwhile, um, Ruin and Jophiel are talking. Like, Ruin is, like, talking about how he's never going to find the, the boy that he's, like, looking for the whole reason why he's here and he's just like rambling and Joe feels like this is this is uh this is the this is test for the, the exile like this is just punishment <laughs> <laughs> um and then uh there's a knock at the door and it's Todd and Todd's asking you know if he's seen Heather and um so they they go to uh Heather's place and they show up at the same time as Matthew and uh they get the amulet uh, Matthew's like, what are you doing here, Ruin? It's like, uh, this is not good. You should never let nightmares out. I don't even nice ones. I don't know what's happening. This is gonna end <laughs> terribly. <laughs> um, so they get back to the hospital, and uh, Heather's like locked the door, and um, she uh, and Todd can't get in, and there's like this really awesome moment of Todd like uh, just recalling how they met. Um, how they like met on a dating service and they went to a sports bar that he goes to, but she like looked scared the whole time. And he was like, uh, oh, this must be like, I must be doing this. Like, she must be scared of me. Um, like, this is just not a good scenario. So he's like, asked her if he wanted, if she wanted to go to a, a, you know, a different place to have dinner. And, um, then he's, he's like, she, uh, I just always thought that like, you know, she never, she always thought I was boring and that uh, loving her is like really hard, but it's the easiest thing I have ever had to do. And I was like, man, Aww. they're so committed to making this relationship wholesome. And I love <laughs> it so much. I never expected this to be like one of my favorite. I, I also didn't think Todd was, I didn't think Todd was going to matter at all. Yeah. But like, <laughs> I, he's the, fucking he's Todd. like the, the, the jock trope and he's great. He's just yeah. a himbo. And yeah, I love he's it. a total himbo. <laughs> he's adorable, <laughs> and I love the relationship so much. Um, and uh, so, uh, Heather, being surrounded by demons in a locked hospital room, decides to go to Goldie and go. Since you're from a a different dimension, I can use I can use you as an anchor and do like one more summoning spell. So she kind of like puts her all into one more summoning spell, and she summons Oberon. King of the Fairies. And it's oh. so cool. Wow, that is what luck. Um so he uh Oberon goes, Oh, you're uh, you know, someone brought all these demons in here, so he kinda just like banishes them with a wave of a wave of his hand. And um she explains This place is just lousy with demons. Yeah. Who, she, who left all these demons all over? She explains who didn't to clean him, up their demons. <laughs> Heather explains to Oberon that she got cursed by Puck. And, um, fucking puck. Yeah. And yeah, that's what, that's essentially Oberon's response to like, <laughs> such a, such a canker. Um, a little shit. And, uh, so Oberon goes, well, you know, I got rid of the demons, but they're going to keep coming back unless you lift the curse. And, uh, you know, in order to do that, you have to help me. And turns out that him and Titania have been dethroned as king and queen of the fairies. And that a someone that was Titania's like handmaiden has 
knew Titania's real name and usurped the throne. Um, so Heather has to help Oberon uh, with that. And I guess that sets up the next arc. And so... She's just owing so many favors now. <laughs> yeah. But yes. we're doing fairy mythology now and fucking hype. So... <laughs> <laughs> Um, isn't she also bleeding to death? Wasn't that part of the because it was the, yeah. the Vorpal Sword? Yeah, the Vorpal Sword like continuously well bleeds. So <laughs> he cut her with the Vorpal Sword, it, and it, 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 that doesn't mean you stop bleeding. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> She's got. I mean, you know, I actually think um, Oberyn gets rid of the curse first, and then they and then they go. But mm. the issue ends like right then. So. Okay. Gotcha. There's also this great moment where the nurse who um was trying to like help Heather get her medicine um because of the other shit nurse that wouldn't help her with that. Uh the nurse goes to um Heather's place while Jofiel, Ruin, and uh Matthew are all there and um she opens it, and she apparently has true sight. Like, she has, like, one of them, more of her family members are prophets. So she sees them as they truly are, and she, like, like gets this horrified look, and there's this great page. It's, like, Jofiel, like, as, like, with, a, like, a burning head, and Ruin as, like, a tentacle, like, Cthulhu monster. And it's so <laughs> funny. Uh, and then there's just Todd being Todd. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and between. Todd's, like, I, I don't know, I just see a couple, couple cool, cool guys. <laughs> and, and Joe feels like true sight something you're never gonna have to worry about Todd don't it's fine you're you're perfectly fine the way you are Todd <laughs> uh, well that that brings me to my book um I've got Wonder Woman Future State Wonder Woman number two uh by Joelle Jones and Jordi Belair uh man what a what a good book this, this is. book is hype. this is the only Future State book we're doing this week this is a change holy shit Dang. Um, But yeah, no, this one's fucking solid. Um, Basically, we last left uh, Yara uh, when she was trying to get into hell and uh, her her little fairy, uh, Capipora, was um, leading her to the River Styx and she realized that she needs money (laughs) to get on to pay the the ferryman. uh, The story is so relatable. I know, right? <laughs> but she uh she just accidentally starts a big ass fight between everybody and in line to get on the, the, the ferry, so she uses uh Carrion's arm the so skeleton arm good. to make Cerberus fetch. <laughs> so good. That is the way so it's, great. The way it's done is super cute because they just turn into good boys immediately. Yeah. <laughs> Go get it. And then um yeah, so she she manages to get over to hell, and uh, Capipora tells her, like, you have to remember what you're here for. You have to see her clearly in your mind. Uh, that's the only way to find her. So mm-hmm. basically, she starts going through hell and encountering all these, like, obstacles, uh, most of which are just fucked up demons. <laughs> super, mm-hmm. super cool, really good art for them. Yeah, um, there's some really cool looking demons in this. Hell yeah, there are. Um, and as she's like chit chatting with one of them, uh, the like Lord of Hell shows up. Um, yeah, Hades looks dope. Yeah, Hades <laughs> looks fucking dope. Uh, yeah. So basically, she's like, uh, you know, hey, this, uh, yeah, my name is Laura Floor and uh, Yara Floor, and I'm, uh, I'm here. 
as on a favor. I was wondering if you could return my soldier. And he's just like, oh, I'm, I, oh, I gotta return your soldier. Yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> Let me just answer to you. <laughs> you. How about you go fuck yourself? Yeah, I'm hating this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but then his wife Persephone comes up and whispers in his ear, and he's like, all right, uh, my girl, my girl really likes you, so <laughs> fine. You have oh, until your Hades. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You I, have I mean, uh, until my not, fucking... Um, how does he not sound like that? Come on. You got my uh, egg timer until it runs out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he gives her until the, the last bits right. of, of sa- uh, grains of sand. You no, know, he's go God. Got to give her trial. Got to have some yeah. kind of weird, you know... Yeah, arbitrary. weird restrictions yeah. on it. Yeah. 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 What is this, a game of taboo? <laughs> <laughs> it's literally all, of, all gods. Yeah. Uh, they got to fuck with yeah. you. Yeah, and they had, you know, it'd be boring otherwise. You know, why wouldn't yeah, you? You got to have a cool, menacing looking hourglass <laughs> if you're going to be a god of some kind. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but basically, he says, you have until this time runs out. If you find her, she's yours. If you don't, you're mine. So she's like, all right. Um, at least this it's better sucks. than you can't look at her. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that right. Is, that's a little bit, little bit less uh, bullshit than, than uh, Job. Um, <laughs> what? Was it a Job? The wife? Orpheus and Eridus or whatever, right? I was, oh, I was, talking was about, that also one where you can't look at her? I was talking about the thing where it's like he goes to hell to get her and on the way back, he can't look back at her at all. Or... Yeah, that's a biblical story. I thought it was Job. Oh. I it's was, probably it's, both. I mean, honestly. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's honestly. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably both. Yeah, you guys are probably both correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those, she those types of stories have a way of popping up <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like it's all the same thing anyway <laughs> moving on um so yeah so she starts to like wade through the sea of bodies that are Which just looks pulling really her cool. down so cool it's amazing Dude. and she's just keeping her friend in her mind's eye that's like you know that's maybe she can pull her out of this like cacophony of humans and she gets like a little flashback to like when they were training on Themyscira and like she was like pulling her up from like, you know, this like ledge. And then in that moment, she finds her in the, in the sea of people. It's super but Yeah. Cool. We find out why, what happened to her. She basically sacrificed herself to protect Yara. Yeah. She threw yeah. A spear, like, like Yara, like was, a Yara was pulling her up and then some guy came up and was like about to stab her with a, with a spear. And then, uh, uh, Dude. what was her name? Portia? Uh, um, Portira. Portira. Um, yeah. Portira, like, shot like let go of yara and like shot her um uh through her spear right in the dude's spear. forehead i keep wanting to say sword it's not a sword it's a, it's spear. a spear it's a sword it's a with spear. a long handle yeah. <laughs> it's a type of sword yeah yeah yeah. so yeah so she sacrificed herself to save yara so yeah. um but yeah then she like pulls her up through the sea of, of bodies and has a good little reuniting like right before the sand runs out and, and Hades is pissed. Yeah, he did not like that. He, he set the rules and was upset when he lost. Like, what a sore <laughs> loser. I kind of want to stage dive in this sea of gray hands that she pulls her out of. I mean, I would headwalk it for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Probably regret it because I always get hurt anyway. Yeah. And it's not in hell. So... And then everyone's uh, nightmare, a giant swarm of spiders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then the next thing is that they get away from that, they get to a giant swarm of spiders. Uh, <laughs> and as they're running away, uh, like, Yara, like, kicks out the, the pillars to try and, like, trap the spiders behind them so they can get away. But she manages to, like, destroy the integrity of the entire, like, wherever they are. And it collapses on top of her friend. And her friend is basically like, 
Yo, it's not my time. You gotta go. Like it's there. It is just my time. Like this it's isn't just, my fate. Yeah, I'm. I'm meant to be here. It's kind of like Samson oh. kicking down the the temple. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. There you yeah. go. Shit, Again, a lot of, a lot of weirdly Judeo-Christian biblical stuff in this Brazilian Amazonian tale. Amazonian. <laughs> um, Love it. But yeah, so like you know, right at the the last moment before the whole thing is about to collapse, the rest of the Amazonians pull Yara out. Um, and she's just real sad about it, but then she reunites with her horse. And, and he's scary. not a jerk and actually he's not, comforts her. He's not her. being a jerk right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, basically it's, it's just a quick little, you know, that's the end of it. And, uh, yeah, it says only the beginning. So then we're going to be getting a Joel Jones uh, ongoing for this. And I am fucking spiked. Yeah, man. Yeah, she's going to be on that. Wonder Girl. Yeah. Yeah. It looks amazing. Like if it's this, dude, this art is stupid. Yeah, this it's art so, is so fantastic. It's so good. It's so yeah. good. There, there was a lot of really great art this week. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like every yeah. every new book I opened, I was like, damn, this is great art. Yeah, we didn't talk about it much, but like the dreaming, I was flipping through it as RJ was talking about it. Like, some of those panels are st- ridiculous. Stupid. <laughs> like, it's, the, the it's so good, I'm is, mad at it. Yeah, like it's, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're upset that you had to look at it and you didn't do it. Like, you just <laughs> gotta yell at somebody. <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, so I'm not an artist. I've never tried to be an artist, and I hate this. Why are you so good at it? <laughs> like, I can't be because you're so good at yeah. it, bastards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why even try when Joel Jones just exists? Yeah, there's the no world. point. I'm already yeah. way behind, and there's no fucking way I'm, I'm making something that looks that good. <laughs> so. And I, I mean, like, I feel the same way about Jordi Belair. It's like. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Why even be a colorist right? when Jordi and Tamara are out of the Yeah, world? right. They clearly have uh, just cornered the market at this point because I feel like they're on Every, there's not an issue uh, episode that goes by with that we don't talk at least one book that they're on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it's time for our X corner. Yeah. <laughs> I'll kick off X Men corner with some uh, King and Black Marauders number one. Now, I haven't really been a big fan of King and Black. I think I've been pretty vocal about that. <laughs> um. Don't worry. Neither has anyone else. But <laughs> this is a, a fantastic. <laughs> x-men story that they managed to stick in the middle of it so this is by uh jerry duggan luke ross and carlos lopez awesome team i like jerry duggan a lot like i was excited that that his name was on it it's pretty much the only reason i I really read it aside from uh rj telling me i have to read it at least six (laughs) times i told him (laughs) i was like you're gonna like my routers i told you (laughs) so basically and I think it's worth pointing out with this issue, it, it's uh, a really good, like, one-shot. Like, it's not... You can totally just read this without having read any Marauders, too. So that's yeah. pretty cool. Or and, and having not read any King in Black. Yeah. All you need to yeah. know about the King in Black thing is there's Venoms everywhere. There's symbio- goo dragons. Symbio dragons everywhere. Yeah, there's goo dragons. <laughs> yeah, goo there's goo Venom, Venom goopy dragon man. Doesn't, doesn't she call it, like, goth... Play-Doh or something later <laughs> in this issue. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember. But uh, so the reason the Marauders get pulled into all this mess is uh, Storm and Cyclops end up uh, getting nullified yes. by the evil nice. symbiotness. Cool. Everyone's just a vet. Everyone's getting gooped. They got slimed. <laughs> you so, just got slimed. So Kate and crew and the Marauder are headed for New York to, to de- you know, to, deal with. To, to de-goo some people? To, to de-goopify some people. Also, 
Uh, side note, she calls them goth falcors, which is even better. Uh, that's pretty solid. You yes. just get some goo gone and you're good. <laughs> just you get just a need, goo out of here. You just, need a uh, good solvent. That's just, what you just need. Just get goo gone and like put it into Iceman and just have him become... Perfect. <laughs> nice. There you go. There was, some, there was some great use of Iceman in this issue. Like, oh, yeah. I, I love the the collection of mutant abilities on this team. It's fantastic. Yeah, it really is. So anyway, they're it, it. They're headed to New York to stop all of this uh, this null X Men nonsense, and they they come across a sinking ship that had you know set up a, a distress signal. So they go to help them, and they they bring all of the they're like saving all the crew, and they're like, "What's what's your cargo? Uh, is is there anything we need to get?" And the guy was like, "Nah, it's just olive oil. It's nothing that we can't you know grow again." And then Bishop hears a uh, a tap out of SOS from the hull and goes to check it out. And turns out it's just full of people. They they're trafficking cool. people. Cool. Wow. Yep. Liars. They're tra- not only were they trafficking people, but they just like dismissed them as just like ah, it's nothing we can't recoup. Like uh, brutal. Yeah. So like fuck these clowns. Well, I'm guessing the X Men didn't like that too much. So uh, yeah, the, the good news is good. we get all of the uh, we get all the the quote unquote cargo uh to safety <laughs> i like how iceman makes a little slide from one boat to the other to get them to yeah, safety. i also like That's how great. they're like all right uh these guys are now you know a problem so iceman just goes all right your boat's not going anywhere now like <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah he yes. like picked up the boat on a big uh, sheet a big pillar of ice it was like all right yeah uh, namor couldn't sink this motherfucker <laughs> now so yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like like I said, a, a lot of really great use of mutant powers to solve problems, which I love in in this writing. Also, a lot of Kitty Pride uh, bitch slapping uh, human traffickers. Right. So oh, yeah. also, they the- like actually get to do like pirate boat stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, also, that was the other uh, thing. Like, this is a pirate story. Casey, yeah. put a dollar in the jar. Ah, oh, shit. Did I call her Kitty? Yep. Put another dollar in the jar. <laughs> put, a, put a dollar in the It's it's Kate Now jar. Eventually, when we can all see each other in person again, we'll just, um, we'll go drinking on our uh, Kate, yeah, yeah, exactly. uh, Kate Pride <laughs> fuck up jar. We'll have a pizza party on how many times we've dead named her. <laughs> yeah. But the, uh, the, the, the main guy of this, uh, these human traffickers, like the character design on him is so punchable. Like, yeah, this guy looks like my fucking <laughs> uncle. Nice. Like, I could punch, punch this in- guy all day. Like, just all day and never get tired. For sure. Ah, Jesus. <laughs> he looks like my uncle that's a federal judge. Jesus Christ. Fucking getting worse. I know. <laughs> fuck that guy. He's the worst. So, well, we so just the lost th- one fan of the show. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. My, my <laughs> so nearly 70-year-old... <laughs> Judge Uncle. Yeah, not not to not to alienate any human trafficking listeners we may or may <laughs> not the judge calls. They suck. Oh my god. But uh, Jesus So Christ. the way the way they deal with these asshats is they uh they they walk him through the uh the gate and then ahead of time they ask Sage like what's the worst place one of our gates leads to? <laughs> And they just like walk them through the gate going like, yeah, this is just going to take you right home. And they're all like, oh, you know, thanks. And sorry about all this. And then they get <laughs> on the other the side. Misunderstanding. The- yeah. They get on the other side of the gate. And they're just in the middle of the goddamn desert. <laughs> and then they they're, they're just like, you can't just leave us here. And Iceman's like, look, uh, 
the nearest town is a day's walk away, so uh, fucking good luck. Yeah, it's like, we don't yeah. even have any water, and he just makes a pile of ice cubes. You're not even going to give us any water, and he just like leaves him a giant pile of huge bricks of ice. He's like, here, take as much as you can carry. That's like, that's like that's now awesome. one of my favorite Iceman moments ever. Yeah, it's yeah, such a great so, moment. It's so good. <laughs> So the the refugees that they save, uh, there's became became kind of a problem because they're like, well, what do we do with these guys? But in the back of my head the whole time, I'm like, why don't you do what you just did with the human traffickers, but take them to a nice place instead? Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Like, what did you only get to do that once? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a little silly. But uh, there's some good commentary there because they're like, all right, we're headed to Manhattan. We'll drop you off in New Jersey, and she's like, oh god, no. Yeah, she's like, no, fuck, we're trying to get away from the United States. It was just a really funny bit, because she's like, hey, uh, New Jersey's not as bad as people say. Come on. Um, But no, but she's like, yeah, no, we were paying them to take us to Canada, because we don't know what'll happen to us us in the United States. It's like, we don't want to be detained and indefinitely and separated from our fucking families in your stupid country, so can you take us to Canada? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was kind of, that kind of was a bit of a gut punch. Yeah. Yeah. But they yeah. take them to uh to what is it Island M? Yeah, yeah. Uh, th- so yeah, basically, uh, Kate has a whole um uh sidebar with Emma mentally, and then Emma has a sidebar with Magneto, and uh, Magneto's like, "We must put it up to a vote." And then Emma's like, "You know what'll happen if we put it up to a vote? Aren't we fucking X Men that just like save people? Like, why why do we need to vote on this?" And he's like, "All right, fair." And they both simultaneously have the idea of just like. Oh, we have the latitude. Uh, we have the the latitude to do that, and the longitude yeah. to do that. And then they like give them the coordinates to go to their secret private island where the gala is going to be. No, nice. I think it's um, Magneto's island that he used to live on. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay, maybe. But well, I, I don't know. But I I, I liked how Ma- Magneto was just like, we don't have to fucking help these people. They're humans. And then like Emma shows him what they just went through, and he was like, oh fuck, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I've you got, got a me. soft spot you got for me. people that are imprisoned and nearly murdered. Yep. <laughs> yeah. My bad. <laughs> so yeah, so they, they give them, I, I guess they, uh, I was a little bit confused by this part. So they, they give them refuge on, on Island M. And what, I, like they gave them plants. So I guess what, these plants are going to be gates that they can walk through? Uh, or they're the drug. Or no, I guess uh, they tell them to. I don't know. Oh no, they're they're definitely Krakoan plants. I don't think that they're, um, I don't oh, think oh. that they're gates. They're they're like creating shelter. Yeah, right. That's it, right. It, it's yeah, part of Krakoa. The, the plants turned into like a place where they could live for a while until everything blows over until they can be taken to where they want to go. It, it and that was kind of Magneto's last words to to one of the one of the refugees was just like, look. Uh, well, he had a really great moment where he was like, um, oh, yeah, when all like, of this stuff is, is said and done, a lot of things are going to be written about, like, the ruthlessness and and all of the bad things that I've done, but I, I'm hoping that you will tell them the story of my mercy. Well, no, not just him, but all of Krakoa. Well, yeah, Krakoa. But I feel like he was speaking f- uh, for himself a lot uh, in yeah. that sense. I mean, I don't know. There's way worse people than him on. I suppose. Well, and Krakoa, you know, becoming, like, um, its own nation state and having, like, 
you know, amnesty from the rest of the world pissed off a lot of people. Like, yeah. if, if right. You can imagine a persecuted people already just establishing like, hey, this is ours, fuck off, and you can't come here, would piss off all the racists. Well, yeah, in the that, world. and they're saying like, not only can you not come here, but we have the cure for every disease known to man. So yeah, exactly, and we'll give it out to you if you allow us to be a nation. So it's like, uh, yeah, if you, you play know. ball with us, we'll let you buy our our drugs from us. Well, right. no, they yes. they give it away freely, but oh yeah, that's right. There was that whole "we're your new gods now" bit. You just have to recognize yeah. them as a legitimate nation, and then they'll give them all the medicine. That's all it was. You know, people tend to be sore when you tell them you're that you're their new gods. That's yeah. Well, that, whatever. You know, they ain't it's wrong. a little soft spot. Yeah, it was, suck, if my man. new god was Magneto, I'd, I'd be okay with it. Yeah, yeah same. Right. It was just a, a nice, cute moment of Magneto having some mercy that it's we don't cute. often get to see. Cute little Magneto. Cute little Magneto <laughs> moment. He's so cute. <laughs> also, yeah, they just straight up didn't rescue Storm and Cyclops, so that's kind of fucked. Yeah, up. they never fucking got there. We never got to see where. <laughs> Maybe that'll be the next issue, and they just keep getting sidetracked by other random terrible shit. Just side quests. Big, I think they have a big part in King of Black. I don't, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, exactly. All the best King of Black stuff is the side story stuff. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I just I like this because on, on its, on its own, it's just a great X Men story. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's... there's barely any Goth Falcors in it at all, really. <laughs> There I mean, is a good there little part. There certainly is. Like, like we kind of yada yada past a whole lot of um, Lockheed fighting yeah. some of the dragons. Yeah, like Lockheed goes and dope. takes them all on by himself, and they're like, oh, look at him, like a chihuahua at a dog park. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just, it was a good X-Men story on its own, and it's, it's nice, it's nice to have that, like, on its own little island, especially, like, and even anchored in the middle of this Null story. So, Are like, you trying to make pirate puns right now? A little bit. it's transparent i can see right through you but no like 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 on its own it's a good x-men story it's a good jumping on point for x-men it's a good jumping on point for king and black it's just a good standalone story Mm -hmm. yeah i like shit like that where it's like give me x-men but not like don't make me commit to a hundred issues of x-men (laughs) <laughs> well, only if I want to a nice fun sized little bite of X-Men speaking of committing to nine issues of X-Men <laughs> we're on to shout outs now uh, RJD do you want to take this one the Hellions <laughs> oh. so I have Hellions 9 by Zeb Wells Steven Segovia and David Curiel um, oh man Th- this whole issue <laughs> is just a big setup for an arcade arc because of course it <laughs> yes. is Pretty oh much. man, I love is. arcade. <laughs> yeah. They all get tricked by Mastermind to go into a arcade. I mean, you know, <laughs> I love it. It's great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I love. I love how like basically he like traps Sinister, and then Sage gathers around the Hellions, and she's like, "One of your own has been taken," and they're like, "Oh, okay. <laughs> who who is it?" And then she's like, "Sinister's been." He's missing, and they're all just like, (laughs) 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 like, did you hear? She She thought we were gonna cry. She thought thought we were gonna cry. She thought we were gonna give a shit. (laughs) I love Hellions has the best team dynamic because it's so different than all the other ones. Yeah, yeah, and and like Havoc is like one of your own, (laughs) (laughs) and she's like, this isn't funny. She's like, 
That's kind of funny. I, it's pretty I funny. Love- it's like, oh, Sinister's missing? Good, fuck that guy. Next. <laughs> I just, I also love, like, it opens with uh, Sinister and Mastermind. Um, apparently, like, they allude to Sinister having made a deal with, uh, f- like, proposed a deal to Mastermind, but mm-hmm. Mastermind um, rejected, but, like, he's like, oh, are you having second thoughts? Because, like, you know, and then Mastermind's like, well, only making a deal with you is for insane people. He's like, well, then put on your crazy hat. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to clash with that potato sack yeah. you're wearing anyway. And, and uh, there's a really good moment where um, he, like, drinks the tea and he's just that, he's like, has this, like, smile on his face. And he's like, this tea tastes like shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Mastermind's like, what's that smell? Is that? And he's like, oh, it's my cape. And he's like, yeah. I could put it outside to wash it, but then I'd not be wearing it, so I won't do that. He's so <laughs> obsessed with that goddamn cape. I love cape. it. It's so dumb. Uh, especially because, like, Jamie was wearing it, so God knows what the fuck it smells like yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, when, um, Matt, so basically the Hellions go after them, where there's, like, a whole, uh, the, the data page in this one is Sage's, like, like, article of recommendation that the Hellions right. go rescue him yeah. because they were so distraught over it and they don't immediately tell you what's going on and I'm just like that's not what happened at all <laughs> uh, clearly so I was like wait it, did Psylocke manipulate her to write that so she could go after him but no Mastermind manipulated Sage to write yeah. that letter so that they could be the ones and, he, and he's just like yo what's real right now are you real is this real why are we on a boat now Where have we always been on a boat there's this <laughs> was, really cool was it Krakoa real was Araka yeah. real like- yeah, there's this really cool part where they where Mastermind starts revealing revealing his hand that he like manipulated stuff and they um yeah. the pages switch between what they're being carried on they're like in a limo and then they're in a uh, boat a- and then a plane it's- yeah I thought that was <laughs> cool um, and then also Nanny successively built armor for Peter but Peter hates her now because uh, it's too tight. It, yeah, his arm is too tight because he changed after he got resurrected, and, uh, and she just now like fucking fighting, deal with it. And it's yeah. so funny. He's like, "I go by Pete now, and you're yeah. not my mom." Yeah. And Gray Crow's like, "That's so much yeah. cooler, bud." And then uh, he's like, in the limo, he has a he takes a drink, and she's like, "Put that down." And he's like, "No, you're not my mom." I was like, "What's <laughs> happening?" It's so funny. Uh, it's such a yeah, like you said, this book is so much different than all the other X books because of the team dynamic. Right, it's, it's so chaotic. It has, yeah, <laughs> oh, I love it so much. All right, let's round our X corner out with the horniest X book of the week. So horny, yeah, man. <laughs> sad. Uh, I'll take I'll yeah. take this one since RJ did the last one. So this one is um, uh, X Factor number seven by Leah Williams, David Baldion, and Israel Silva. Um, so horny, just the horniest book ever. Um, so it <laughs> yeah, starts like out. Most of the book is that. It's yeah, hilarious. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's like and then trauma it turns. and abuse. It's horrific. Well, and there is a I, lot of other trauma. Well, then it turns very on. quickly. Um, well, it starts out with Prodigy getting, um, like hundreds of missed calls from, uh, Tommy. His, uh, I'm assuming ex-boyfriend or, you know, at one point they were a fling. I, that's the dynamic I gather, but I'm not sure. No, I think they're just um, in a relationship. Are they in a relationship? Yeah, okay. I think it oh, yeah. seems. Yeah, it seemed like they hadn't seen each other in a while, at least. Well, but um, he's dead. Oh, that'll do it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So basically, Tommy's calling him, and he's just like, "Yo, uh, you know, you didn't die the way that you think you died. Like, you didn't die um when everyone else did because you were with me. And here's a photo of us making out from Prodigy- from Emperor Hulkley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so Prodigy's like. 
okay, that's cool. Do you want to make out? And they're like, yep. And then they do. <laughs> it's great. And then we get a whole cool thing with Akihiro, with, with Dakin and um, Aurora. And he's just like, yo, why are you scared of me? Like, bitch, talk to me. What's happening? And she's like, uh, well, I'm not. But like, why would you think? He's like, I can smell that you're scared. Like, what? It- Basically, like, I can she- literally smell fear. That's I can my literally. S- <laughs> yeah. So they have a whole conversation about like what his power set is and how he has. How it works. How it works, and basically he feels your emotions, but he has no idea what is causing them or like the nuances of them. I really like the the way that the uh, the powers have like kind of been nuanced into not really creepy territory. Yeah, because basically she's like, "Yo, like of course I'm scared of you because you can make me." want to love you that's not cool and he's like no i can i can tweak things i can like go in there and i can like you know move some stuff around but i can't just i'm not a telepath i can can't enhance he can enhance i can yeah i can't just create emotions out of nothing he's like um pyro or or even Iceman in that sense like he can't create like how pyro can't create fire out of thin air but he can augment fire uh yeah i think Iceman can that's why he's omega level he can just create moisture in the air. Oh, I think. I mean, he can create ice, though. He can create yeah, can ice from, from moisture. ambient moisture. Mm. Yeah, mm. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, it's fine. but yeah, but he anyway, is an ice can... wizard. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's yeah. But basically, she's she like like breaks down what his power set is, and he, she's like, "Wow, shit, that sucks." And he's like, "Yeah, it does." Uh, so. She's like, he's like, yeah, but I am telling that um, your quote unquote fear is turning back to quote unquote lust. So uh, what's up? And what's she's up, like, girl? hey, yeah, she's, she's like, you should kiss me. And he's like, no, I'm going to make you beg for it. I'm like, that's, it was just such a good little uh, thing. And then, uh, yeah, like, it's just so much good little We get my favorite here. part, which is speed at talking to North Star and no, yeah. oh like God, quizzing was... him about super speed. <laughs> That yeah, was they're so cute. Can we great. race? I love it. I thought so it was much. the yeah, their speed like, dick fly? measuring contest. So you got super <laughs> yeah. speed and you can fly? What that does that you mean? Fastest mutant alive. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, do you feel gravity differently? And he's like, all right, youngster, get the hell <laughs> out of here. But it, there was also um, that cute bit, like the parting shot was him going like, you're you're welcome at the boneyard anytime. It's like Nor- yeah. North Star. North Star is my favorite <laughs> character in this issue. Yeah, he he does a great. There's job. also this like running joke of. Dak, so uh, Akihiro is basically going on like undercover to trail um, uh, Siren, Siren um, yeah. to find out like what she's doing because she's dying so much. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, Northstar has like kept telling him to take fleet seeds, and then uh, he's like, "Take fleet seeds, take fleet seeds, take fleet seeds." And then it's yeah, like, "You don't have a you, you don't have seeds. a phone, so take the seeds." Right, and then Dumbass. and then Polaris yeah. is like, "He forgot the seeds," and he's like, "Ah!" <laughs> <laughs> So he just keeps calling them from like pay phones, right. but then of you know, of course it's Siren, so he gets hypnotized into like falling under her like death spell. And then that's where uh RJ was talking about like like the horrible abuse is just like like an abuser, not everybody necessarily sees it at first, and then like, you know, b- a part of a classic abuser tactic is to uh deliberately isolate someone from their friends so that no one else can save you. And like she does that literally by taking him out into fucking Alberta. And like crucifying him, or like no, impaling him on like some driftwood somewhere. And For days. Uh, that's a, that's some seriously Wolverine shit right there. Yeah, being impaled at a giant spike in Alberta, Canada <laughs> for for multiple <laughs> days. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and the whole time uh, he's calling Polaris to to have Polaris then relay the information to 
the rest of the team. But as so he's telling Polaris what's going on, and then Polaris is lying to the rest of the group. But iBoy can tell because right. yeah. he's also a lie detector. So he's, he's just the like best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he so basically they end up cornering Polaris and be like, what the fuck is your deal right now? So Rachel goes in, sees what happens, breaks her of the spell, and then immediately um Northstar like rushes out to go get Dakin. And Dakin's like, How'd you find me? And he's like, Well, you know, we heard you go into Al- Alberta, so it took me seven minutes to canvas the entire state of Alberta. And find you. Uh, so. Yeah, but basically they find out that the Morgan has been controlling this whole thing. And yeah, that's yeah. She's why been, she's, Siren has been the Morgan the whole time. She's been fucking everyone's head. Won't yeah. do. Yeah. So. yeah, and then, God, the, oh my God. So at the very end, he finally makes out with Aurora, which is great. But, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> Northstar just keeps screaming her name. And he's like, what is, uh, Akihiro's like, what is his deal? And yeah. she's like, She's like, well, you know, he still has a lot of, like, trauma and a lot of, like, trust issues because he thinks everyone's going to disappear. And, like, can you really blame him? It's happened a bunch of times. And, you know, basically, like, uh, no one's going anywhere. And then the next pa- panel is, they're all dead. <laughs> it's it, like, like, flash forwards late- and, like... Yeah, later that night, everyone except for iBoy, Akihiro, and... uh. Um, Prodigy, right? No, it's a uh, uh, North Star's boyfriend. Kyle, or all oh, Kyle or Kevin? Is yeah, it Kyle or Ka- yeah. I don't know. It's one of them. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, everyone else is dead, <laughs> and like they've all been de- killed in like crazy, like like uh, Aurora and North Star were killed in some kind of crazy death ritual, and they're like in some big sigil. So it's um, not great. Yeah, it's not great. It's, uh, Morgan is gonna fuck him. It's so cool. I want to know what's happening. <sighs> <laughs> the, the genre juggling in this is amazing. Yeah. Super yeah, it's good. all it's they got a lot going on, but it, it goes it, it like works really just, well. You know, funny like really well written dialogue to just horrific like. Oh yeah, from page to page is just like cute flirting, yeah. and then like the most tragic trauma you can imagine. Yeah. It just flips back and forth seamlessly. This is my favorite <laughs> issue so far of the seven. Yeah, it's really well. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it was really good. I, I was love really when good. they go to Havoc and they're like, "Mr. Summers," and like, "Please, Mr. Summers is my brother." <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that's pretty good. I'm like, which one? <laughs> oh, I love it. All right, now uh, let's get some number one action going on. Um, got. I want to shout out Avengers Mech Strike by Jed McKay, <laughs> Carlos <laughs> Magno, and Guru. EFX. Um, this book was fun. I'm uh, great. Good number one. It seems so. The quick moral of the story is um, there's this giant techno organic monsters that are attacking the planet, and they could absorb energy, um, but their only seemingly weakness is vibranium. So naturally, Tony Stark builds. All of the Avengers vibranium mechs, so well, they can fight had, giant he already monsters. Had them made well, he already actually, like, yeah, he already had them because, of course, he did. He was and just yeah, looking for so, a reason to use them. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> yeah. "Oh, thank God, finally!" So now they all have giant adamantium mechs to fight these giant techno-organic monsters that are ravaging the Earth. So it's just Avengers Transformers fights monsters, and I'm. I'm all. I'm here for it. Yep. I'm here for it. Avengers bots roll out. I I love the, yeah. I love the like small callback to Black Cat where Spider Man's like oh, I had could... a I had a buggy that could like climb up walls, but this is a better upgrade. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> talk about the spider buggy. Yeah, he yeah. loves the fucking it's spider so buggy so much. Yeah, it, it, yeah. Towards the end of Dan's slot run, when he was really leaning into the whole spider buggy thing, was fucking great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It seems like Jed has picked up that that mantle because yep. that spider buggy keeps coming up. Um, but yeah, this was fun. This feels like uh, we we talk about the this a lot, like wanting to write a certain property, but you don't necessarily have the rights. But this, um, you know. You know, Jed McKay has been writing for Marvel, so he has the biggest characters to write. But like, my man just seems like he really likes Transformers. Yeah. Or like, <laughs> so why like, not just make a Transformers story with the biggest IP? And yeah, just like kaiju mech stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's all wrapped into that. Yeah, he just really likes that, and it's um again the the, the designs on the uh, on these mechs are really cool. The designs uh, on the I, monsters I love that... are horrifying, though. Uh, yeah, yeah, that is true, they and look I, terrifying. I love that. Um... The the Thor bot has a has, has a, the hammer the hammer yeah. just as his hand <laughs> like totally like uh, oh yeah so we have it's um it's Captain Marvel Hulk Thor Spider Man Captain America Iron Man Black Panther and Black Widow all have their own mech now so and they're all tailored to their kind of specialties and stuff like that so oh shit cool. I just realized Tallahassee is in this issue. Like, when they cut to all the different cities? Oh, yeah, where the, yeah, cuz they they kind of lead that there's a bunch of mechs around yeah, the world. It's, it's, yeah. It's uh, Tianjin, uh, Birmingham, Montreal, Kiev, and Tallahassee. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So, you know, weird you callback to my hometown. <laughs> yeah. But this was this was a fun one. Fun number 1. I'm excited about it. Um I'll definitely be checking out the next ones. This this seems like right in the line with the other Jed McKay books we've been talking about. A lot of a lot of fun um, banter between all super, the characters. Super fun. Yeah, yeah it's I, just a really fun book. I love I love that like Jed clearly like d- doesn't take it too seriously, which just makes it so fun. Like it's like he manages right. to like balance that humor and um, like. It just feels like, like what like, comics are supposed to be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not always supposed to be, you know, like existential dread and horror. The planet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I would check it out. Uh, I also wanted to shout out uh, another number one, uh, Luna number one by Maria Lovett. As uh, you know, from uh, Faith- Faithless fame, Maria Lovett. Yeah, it's this is a this was a cool book. Um, not a, not a whole lot happens in it because we don't really get too deep into the story yet. But basically, this this woman wakes up in the middle of the desert, um, unsure how she got there. She was told she was in a bad accident, and she managed to get back to this like hippie commune that's very reminiscent of um, the Manson family. <laughs> and there's like this enchanted cave that like created this like weird little oasis in the middle of the desert. So there's a lot of like mystery set up, but really what I liked the most about it was the art. The art in this is just absolutely psychedelic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good that's a good word for it. And much like Faithless, very horny. It Super is quite horny. horny. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I, I, I messaged the uh the Discord channel. I was like, oh my god, I uh I know I'm on drugs, but this makes me feel like I'm on drugs. <laughs> yeah, I'm on the... drugs, but I also feel like I'm on drugs. <laughs> yeah, some of these those big splash panels that they have, like, like you said, like it makes me feel like I'm on drugs. Yeah. So sure. if you're in the right set of if you're in the right mindset, this is a really good book. Yeah, but um, yeah. 
that's that was mostly it for me. I just really, really loved the art in this. Yeah. Yeah, I think we had one uh there was another one, the the Maniac of New York number one by Elliot uh Kalon and Andrea Multi, I believe as uh Adam described it as a Jason took New York. <laughs> yeah, J- Jason takes it's just Jason takes Manhattan, but like also then becomes like a virus in Manhattan. Like yeah, it, the way they they talk about like, well, it's just it's like crazy. this mass murder happens on New Year's Eve in Times Square, and then ever since there's just this maniac on the loose, and there's just these outbreaks of this maniac. Yeah, it just keeps happening for. I think they said he's up, he's over four hundred people over the Jesus. four years or something like that. He's just mur, and then it yeah, and then just murdering people in Manhattan, and there there's a couple cops that are trying to track him down. But uh, the rest of the police force is like, oh, yeah, the maniac, he's not real anymore. Like, they're just kind of, like, dismiss it. They treat him like the Punisher. They even call him a punishing force at, at one point. But it's yeah. like <laughs> it's like just giving the, the case to the worst cop so, like, you know, yeah. they don't have to deal with it. But, um, but yeah, like, it, it and the way they talk about, like, these outbreaks of this violence and, and all this other stuff, it just kind of, it, like, no one can leave their homes without being afraid of getting killed by this maniac i'm like man yeah. this feels a lot like new york city right now <laughs> <laughs> right like yeah definitely an interesting one if the virus were jason Voorhees. yeah if the virus were a guy the virus for, were jason Voorhees, people would actually care and believe that it is real <laughs> or they try to catch it more <laughs> that's true gross people Both- both are viable options. Yeah. So yeah, it was a. It's a. It it ends on a really suspenseful note. I'll leave it yeah, there. For sure. Cool. All right. That brings us brings us to the top, right? That's it. My boy. <laughs> <laughs> My champion rose through My the boy. ranks. When the I was when I was when I was in the throes of being sick, and. RJ texted to the group chat, Man Bad is the best issue this week. I laughed. I actually was <laughs> would stop that. <laughs> He's like, no, seriously. And then he was right. It, turned it out. was good. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. So we got Man Bat. Um, and he's Man Batting it up. Um, <laughs> it kind of well, just it- starts off with him and having an argument. Um, with his wife who finds the serum again because you know he was supposed to stop because every time he uses it it never fucking ends well because it's fucking man bat yeah it's Uh, it's hard to believe that there isn't an upside to becoming a giant murderous bat monster yeah and she basically has been saying like i've been told you're supposed to do this he's like you know i've been good you know i've been doing a little bit it's like you haven't noticed over the last few months i basically have moved out and i'm fucking leaving you because you can't not use this stupid serum. Yeah, and she also like gave him the opportunity to come clean, and she's yeah. like, "Yeah, I gave it time so that you could come clean, and he didn't. So fuck you." So I just was moving out. Like he's just basically at this point, he's just a junkie for his totally. man bat serum. Yeah, there's a, there's some really good like uh, um, junkie analogies going on yeah. here because the whole time he's like, "No, I can fix it. Just let me out so I can." Like, I'm like, this close. Yeah. Just this one close. more time, yeah. I, you know, and I'll I'll figure it out finally. And because he thinks he can perfect it, and then so at that point he goes out to try to prove that the man back can be good. So he tries to go stop crime. There's also a which is uh, inner dialogue between man bat and him, kind of like the venom suit. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say very very venomy. Yeah, 
But yeah, there's just that that addiction story of just like, dude, I can stop anytime I want. And it's just like, he's just willing to burn as many bridges as he needs to to keep being man. Yeah, and then and then he turns yeah. on uh, Francine, on his girlfriend. He's just like, she... She doesn't get us, and she'll never understand. And you know, like we're do- we're doing this, you know, for the good of everyone, and like doing that classic junkie thing where you like deflect on it. Yeah, like, everyone else. He's like, he feels yeah. like he's get helping it. people. Yeah. Well, he's trying like, yeah, to he, help. He's trying. He's trying to. Trying to yeah. But. He's trying to help people who suffer from hearing loss. Like that's yeah, what that's, the that's whole the research, yeah. point of the, the yeah. serum is to is to like kind of cure deafness. Which then kind of leads us to this. He's fighting these criminals who stolen like it seems like these, it's like a big sonic. That's gun a sonic weapon weapons thing. and stuff. Big wild jump though. If you're trying to cure hearing loss and turns you into a giant bat. Yeah, it's an odd. Yeah, dot. I don't know also, how you're gonna do that as a huge. I bat. think it's kind of a misnomer because bats have really good hearing, but yeah. that's actually not the case. They just have sonar. Yeah, I think that might be <laughs> part of it. Just gives but... gives people sonar. Uh, I mean, yeah, you can turn into Daredevil. That's cool. It kind of technically cures being deaf. Yeah, it's like it's like I was deaf and now I have echolocation. Uh, <laughs> thank you. I think um, not what I asked. No, for. Not <laughs> yeah, what I wanted. <laughs> um, so eventually he ends up like, and Batman shows up to try to stop him because every time Man Bat shows up, it never ends well. And he's like, no, for real, I'm trying to be good this time. And then it ends up obviously backfiring and this weapon like explodes because it's not stable and everyone you just see oh my ears i can't hear and then like it kind of fades to black oh man and then you know and he thinks uh you know he says i won i won i'm a hero so he thinks he did good by stopping these bad guys um and then he kind of wakes up tied to a table with batman and be like Dog, what are you doing? He's like, you really <laughs> stepped in at this time. There's this great yeah. page, too, where the bad guys are like, it's Batman. It's like, no, it's Man Bat. And like, <laughs> yeah, it's, right. It's so cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I love that you yeah, that yeah. there's a difference, and the difference is pretty serious. <laughs> it's yeah. true. Yeah. Normally, it's like, oh, it's the same thing. It's like, no, this is very different, yeah. guys. <laughs> this isn't um, just like Oreos and Hydrox. This is a very different thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> Fuck, that's awesome. <laughs> it's like, oh, we have Batman at home, and it's man. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, no, sad. <laughs> we have Batman at home, Batman at home, and just a screeching giant monster. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, no, he killed he's everyone. So, oh. He's so sad, though. Yeah. <laughs> Can we get him so Batman? Batman yeah. But less sad. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, yeah. <laughs> Batman, but I less got a sad. Batman, but he's just so sad. Yeah, all Batman's are sad. Yeah. Are you kidding? That's kind of his default true. setting. I know Adam West wasn't that sad. That's Dick Grayson, Bruce's. Oh yeah, he was. He was, le- he was less sad. He would have been less sad if mad. Bruce hadn't died because he was the reason he was Batman. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> Still sad. Still counts. Um. Yeah. So Batman basically is telling uh, Kirk that, uh, "Yo, you know that all those times you took that serum? Yeah, you dying, bro." Like, this thing has completely infiltrated your system. Well, you are dying. Kirk Langstrom is going to die. Man-Bat is going to live. Oh, he's like, going to take over gonna you. you're just going to straight up turn into Man-Bat yeah. and, and then not Man- be able to Man-Bat's like, it's, it's all right. It's fine. Yeah, he was yeah, just like, kind of good with it. He's <laughs> yeah, like Lucy from Dis- uh, Enchanted. Yeah. <laughs> do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. And then we kind of find out after that, like, the aftermath of the fight was like this huge explosion. Basically, he's like, 
you didn't help fucking anybody. Like you, you still think Kirk still thinks he's doing good. Deaf. And you made yeah, and you made well, a bunch of you, people dead. You caused millions in collateral damage. There are hundred people who are injured. Uh, some still in critical condition. Uh, the, Mac, the blackout gang members got away. Yeah, and the sonic <laughs> blast made people deaf. Really they, doing. They've a, lost their hearing. So really doing so a great job of helping people up. with hearing loss. Fucking man nailed bag. it, bud. Yeah. <laughs> or helping anyone with anything. You really just fucked that all up oh. all together. <laughs> Yeah, and like Batman's like trying to help him because like I know like you're going through it and stuff and like you 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 mean well but like you're not doing you're not going about this the right way so eventually yeah. like he's transporting to Arkham right yes uh Blackgate oh, oh. Blackgate okay yeah and then at that point he I guess since it's taking over his cells man bats like, like you don't want to die a man in prison if you're gonna die die free man in the sky. And he man bat, you know, he fucking man bats up. Man bats um, up. He's he's like he's like flame on. It's man bat time. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. Um, but man- what I, I what I want to know is how is he? Which able I thought to was kind of cool. Into man bat at will like that without because well, because he says the serum is taking over. Yeah, it's his it, body. Use use the serum that's left in you. Channel it like bat. Yeah. Man bat oh, is like in his head, telling him that's to like go Bruce. push yeah. it. I'm always there. man bat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. So, Man bat goes to the potluck, but just brings like bat food, and it's like, no, man bat, no, none of us <laughs> no. want that. We need actual food, bro. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> we don't need pellets. <laughs> um, so I kind of like that idea of him just becoming man bat now because like the serum's just taking over, and then he just like flies Almost away. Lost his mind. And then He's like gone. I guess like the epilogue is basically like, oh, I guess we, you know. Someone talking about keeping tabs on Kirk Landstrom, and he's just kind of lo- lost it, and he's man bat, and obviously it's fucking um, Amanda Waller. Amanda Waller, yeah. uh, and then it cuts to the Suicide Squad, and it's basically her talking about like, yeah, I've had a pretty good success of like taking Batman's messes and making them useful for me, and it just cuts to like oh. all of Batman, the Suicide Squad, like training in the background. I'm like, all right, cool. So we're gonna have the Suicide Squad. Hunting man bat now. Yeah, they got that uh, <laughs> that that danger room action going on in the background. Yeah, yeah, see, yeah. Hell yeah. So I love that we have, we got Harley, Killer Croc. What is that? Boomerang, right? Yeah, and Deadshot. And, and, and Deadshot. Pretty good team. You know, I love me some Killer Croc. I'd love he just walks around and just beats people up as a giant crocodile. I'm in. I'm into Threw it. Through a rock at. <laughs> <laughs> Listens to BET. Yeah, right. So I really like, yeah, like I, I was surprised too when RJ was like, yo, man bad. Then I read man bad. I was like, oh, this is pretty fucking good. It was like, really this good. Is, it's this so is a good sad, story. But also, it's sad. It, it helps that we know that the story has a happy ending. We do? Yeah, because it takes place before Justice League Dark. Oh, oh okay. okay. Yeah. Well, good so, to know. So yeah, he's just stuck as man bad, but smart. And he, he goes well, full, I like, mean, Joe happy. It, he's like he he gets on a team and you know we we go best case scenario in this able, one. No, able no, to not necessarily happy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. But I, I thought it was really yeah. cool to like kind of fill in that time gap. Yeah, and it was like a, I think Adam had mentioned this. Like this was a pretty cool Batman story too. Yeah, mm-hmm. like we got some good Batman, we got some good Man Bat, and now we're gonna have Suicide Squad. So we're getting a little bit of everything in this book. It it it, it, it reads like like an almost like an episode of Batman the Animated Series. In a way. Oh, totally. And the art is dope. It's the same guy that does the um, art for the outsider story in the future state. The, the side oh, all story right. in the next Batman. Ah, cool. 
Yeah, yeah I, really I do like, like the yeah, line I thought work. The yeah, cool. it's really kinetic. Uh, yeah. Cool man bat design. Yep. Just said man bat so cool many times. Cool man bat. <laughs> I need to make that meme now. Mom, can we have Batman? <laughs> can we Batman have Batman at home? <laughs> it's so sad. Batman at home. Look for yeah. You're welcome. You can have that one. <laughs> <laughs> just eat, just like eating fruit in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> just once oh, a day, goodness. we give him a bag of half rotten strawberries and he leaves us alone. He, he's upside down. We don't need to get him a cage. That's awesome. Oh goodness. So that's it, huh? Yeah, we did it. We did it. That's last week's comics. What's uh, what's what's this week? Right. There's ex- Adam. You're gonna be so excited. Am I? Is it oh. Tank Girl? But not really. Finally, have Tank Good. Girl nice. for real. I just, I, I, I don't mind waiting for Tank Girl. I'm used to waiting for Tank Girl. I just don't like how often I'm solicited Tank Girl, and I don't. Get it. <laughs> yeah, right. <Just> teased. <laughs> um, we got Excalibur and Sword and Wolverine, Black and Black, White and Red, and and X Force, Black, like. White and Blood. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, oh, friend of the show, Christine Larson. Her first, uh, number, her number one uh, from Boom, uh, called Orcs, is coming out. I'm in. Uh, it's not her first work with Boom, but it's, uh, it's her. I think it's the first thing she's done totally solo. Uh, really excited for that. It looks fucking awesome. Uh, looks like we got TMNT, uh, Eternals. We got the finale of Low, which oh, I'm, a new number one called Radiant Black which from looks Image. Yeah, good. I'm in. Yeah. That looks pretty cool. A bunch of Future State stuff, obviously. That's Home still pilots. going on. Homesick mm-hmm. Pilots, um, Sweet Tooth is out. Um, looks like, ooh, Black Hammer Visions, number one with Pat, yeah. by Pat Oswalt. So just telling stories in the Black Hammer universe. So I'll definitely probably talk about that a little ooh, bit. Ooh, Pat Oswalt. Yeah. Uh, um, let's see what else we got. Devil's Red Bride. So it must be Usagi coming out shortly after. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, there's some, there's some good shit. Awesome. Casey, we say that every week. I'm just kidding. Nah, yeah, I mean that's true. I had to. You always call me out on it. I'm just. <laughs> I mean, there has to be good shit every week. We need to put a show together. That's true. <laughs> and if there's not good shit, we'll make it up ourselves. <laughs> I'll yeah. just start drawing stuff. <laughs> so. So yeah, so that's that's it for this week's comics. Join us next week when they become last week's comics. <laughs> uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at last week's comics. Go, go check out at dueling genre uh, on, uh, on all the social stuff. We're also, I'm also going to drop some uh, links for you in the episode description to our uh, Patreon page and our discord. So go give us money from Patreon and then go on the discord and, um, you know, bug us chat, and chat with us. Yeah. And uh, please, as always support your local comic shop, get out there, uh, get some comics and we'll see you next week for myself, Casey, Sean and RJ. This is tales from the short box. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>